Hey, so um, have you heard of the company Uber? Well, Uber being the rideshare company. So Uber has done over the few years now that they've existed. They've had quite a bit of startups and things like that. Um, they first um, had the rideshare uh, rideshare. Um, you know, company basically, um, you know, getting people from place to place, um, eventually doing Uber Eats where they would, um, deliver food to you. Um, I know recently they, they also did, um, a acquisition with a company called Jump for Jump Bikes. That means like, you know, just people that need a bike to go from point A to point B. Also, as well as um, scooters, too, as well. So Uber um, and uh, Uber is also doing another, um, I guess, a a joint venture or a acquisition, I believe it is. And they were they are require acquiring a company or a startup called Corner Shop. And it's um, here is saying a corner shop. It says a. Uh, a grocery delivery startup that began life serving um, the Latin American market and recently shifted to uh, offer services in Toronto, its first North American city. Okay, so Uber announced on Friday that it expects its acquisition of a majority ownership stake in Corner Shop in early 2020. Once it receives all the necessary regulations and sign off, regulatory sign offs, Corner Shop was founded in, believe it or not, in 2015. And uh, I, I have the names in front of me, but I'm not going to announce these names because they are very hard to pronounce. <laughs> but um, anyways, his headquarters was in Ch in Chile. The company uh, will continue to operate under the leadership in its current form for now uber says and will report to a board that counts uber uh, leadership in the majority of its overall makeup over the course of four rounds of funding corner shop raised 31.7 million dollars from investors including axel jackson square ventures and others the on-demand grocery company was supposed to be acquired by walmart in a deal valued at $225 million announced in, in September. But that deal ultimately fell apart in June when Mexican antitrust regulators blocked it from going through. Meanwhile, Walmart has continued to work with Corner Shop, expanding its services offering in Toronto with, a, with the startup as recently as yesterday. Uber has previously experimented with grocery delivery, including a partnership with Walmart and Uber, Uber CEO Dara uh, Karashashi has said that grocery delivery is a natural place for the company to expand its business. Given the success of Uber Eats, it'll face competition from entrenched players, including Instacart, Postmates, but, Insta but Uber Eats also faced competition from much more uh, established players at its genesis too. The deal is still being still subject to regulatory approval, as mentioned, and that's exactly where the planned Walmart acquisition stumbled. So it's worth keeping an, a close eye on this one. 
still Uber, uh, not making any secrets of its intention with the grocery category. So that looks like um, looks likely to shape, take shape in one way or another. Now, also among the startups, um, as far as with Uber, um, they're also in the works or have actually started off developing a different way of transportation, and that is um, called Uber Elevate. Now, Uber is developing shared air transportation planned for 2023 between suburb and cities and ultimately within within cities. We're working uh, with our Elevate Network partners to launch fleets of small electric VTOL um, aircraft. So vertical takeoff and landing um, landing vehicles, basically, um, basically like copters aircraft in Dallas, Los Angeles, and our first international market, uh, market in Mel- Melbourne. Okay. So this is where their future is headed is the air aerial ride sharing at scale. So the future of transportation, Uber is building their future, building a future of aerial ride sharing in 2023, Uber plans to give rides the pit, the option of an affordable shared flight. Uber is working closely with federal and local policymakers to develop an aerial offering that's safe, quiet, and environmentally conscious, and that extends the reach of existing transportation options. We have convened. Uh, we have convened leaders across industry and government, vehicle designers, manufacturers. Investors, operators, infrastructure providers, policymakers, and regulators to build this future of urban aviation begins testing in cities as early as 2020. Over the next few years, Uber will continue to work closely with city and country stakeholders to create an aerial ride-sharing network that intends to be safe, quiet, environmentally conscious, and support other transportation options. Recently announced, Melbourne joins uh, Dallas, Los Angeles in becoming the first cities to offer Uber Air flights with the global uh, or the goal of beginning demonstrator flights in 2020 and commercial operations in 2023. So right now I'm seeing a, uh, a, a graph, uh, aerial ride sharing with Uber air. Now they're comparing this with, uh, the time of Uber X. So we're talking a trip that would take you from Marina, San Francisco to say downtown San Jose. Now a trip, um, in an Uber X, they're saying, is on the average will be an hour and 40, 40 minutes, basically 56.9 miles. But with Uber Air, it would only take you 15 minutes and travel the course of 43.3 miles. But 15 minutes, that is the, that's the focus on their shorter, short amount of time. Same place, but getting there in different areas. Now, they have, they're going to talk about having Skyports. So a network of distributed sky ports is being planned and enable Uber Air Uber Air operations at scale. Sky ports require all new design to handle an unprecedented number of takeoffs and landings. The top names in architecture, design and engineering 
are devised solutions capable of handling a thousand landings per hour, even within the footprint of the dense as acre uh, acre or two. Okay, um, they're going to be working with air, aircraft partners. So this is a thing um, in which um, Uber is really, really, um, pardon the pun, t- getting ready to take off on. Um, so I-, I think this is not just ambitious, but I think this is pretty exciting. I think I can see this happening, me personally. Um, and I can see the need for it. At first, it did. At first, I was kind of like, wow, you know, that's kind of, you know, do, what do we need that for? But, that's what I, I I know that one thing about um, companies like Uber, they start off with a vision. They start off with um, an idea. Someone says, you know, it's a great idea to be able to maybe, you know, uh, find a different way of getting people from point A to point B. So, yeah, having a, a Uber Elevate or Uber Air, if they call it, well, that would be great. It would cut down on the time of a person that can afford a trip like that. They can do that. Um, I think it's actually worth it. And then I'm sure that I can see them possibly doing um, what you call a shared ride. And so that would help offset the cost from a one person or employee to another. So. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty uh, I think it's a pretty ambitious goal and I think that it will work. So let me know what you think about it. What do you think about um, Uber Air and what do you also think about the other um, Uber uh, acquisition about Cornerstar? I mean, I think those two are going to be phenomenal. I think that uh, you know they keep at it. Um, you know, we're 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 moving into the age now where you know we got food delivery, grocery delivery as well. You know, so I'm sure that that a lot of their earlier um, acquisitions, like you know, like I said, would. Um, Uber Eats, you know, they're now they're trying to expand on that, you know, and the goal is, is to take over. The goal is to be in the, in as many places as possible and being utilized. So, um, I really, I really think this is pretty awesome. That's just, um, it just, like I said, it's a matter of, uh, not a matter of when, but it's a matter, not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So anyways, let me know what your thoughts on that. So the BBC announced its plan to reinvent its iPlayer streaming service to up to their game in the streaming wars. So up their game. So according to Deadline, BBC Director General uh, Tony Hall and Content Chief Charlotte Moore will dive into the details of their reimagined iPlayer at a London event today, October uh, 7th of 2019. So, iPlayer is a great service, but it can and will be even better, Hall said. The BBC's combination of backing great and different ideas along alongside a complete reinvention of iPlayer will mean a unique service that will be a huge benefit to the public. It will be a new front door for British creativity. 
The event will cover announcements like BBC's push on iPlayer's new look and human curated platform. Will and will address the fact uh, iPlayer can compete with competitors like Netflix budgets for signing British talent. But it can offer other incentives like creative freedom. This comes after Netflix recently signed a huge deal with the Crown creator Peter Morgan last week. The announcement will include BBC's biggest change since iPlayer launched in 2007, which will give viewers more time to catch up on new shows changing the window from 30 days to 12 months. BBC plans to turn iPlayer into a total TV experience, delivering personalized live events, box sets, and more to its audience according to Deadline. iPlayer will become the heart of everything we do, the gateway to all our programs, a total TV experience which will bring everything you want to from BBC television into one place for the first time. Moore said, there's something else that makes our vision for iPlayer unique and special. In fact, it's the vital thing. It's curated. We're talking about a cutting edge tech platform run by humans because in a world of so much content and choice, a dynamic curated offering will become more and more important to people and will set the BBC apart iPlayer has had impressive viewer counts recently, recently, including a record 90 million program requests in seven days last month and a spike in viewers under 35 going up to up by more than a third during 2019. Even amid stiff competition from platforms like YouTube and Netflix. So. What do you think about that? It's uh, BBC. Um, the BBC has been consistently special, uh, consistent channel, especially on uh, cable. Um, does a lot of news out of Europe and things like that. And of course, you know, um, even here in the United States, you know, the British shows from Britain is on the rise now. So, you know, we even, you know, with talks about Downton Abbey and that was making such a big, you know, splash. And then also, you know, being that it was on the, you know, on the, um, you know, on the, on the big screen as well. So there's a lot of people, um, an audience out there for British television. So yeah, I think that this is a a good thing. So we'll keep you up to date on the iPlayer from BBC. So <clears throat> I got a chance to watch um, actually two movies. Um, definitely um, one um, I believe I talked about before, but um, the Joker movie is one that I watched, and it was a it was a really good movie. Um, <clears throat> like I said before, I start off by saying that I definitely predict that um, Joaquin Phoenix, who played who plays uh, Arthur Fleck as um the character joker in this movie um it 
you know, I, I definitely predict that he's going to either get an Oscar nod, nod meaning that uh, Oscar nomination possibly, or a um, or outright Oscar for this uh, performance that he that he um, performed um, as uh, Arthur Arthur Fleck. Um, very very good movie. Um, um, I know the last time I talked about it on my previous episode. I did mention um, of no spoilers this time. Um, I was, you know, kind of deliver some some to you. Um, I'm not sure if you're one that may may watch this or not, but I will start off by saying that it's a very heavy movie. It is a movie about a man who um, pretty much, you know, had a lot of different uh, um, events and situations that were that occurred. In, <coughs> excuse me, occurred in his life. Um, meaning that, you know, the loss of a job, um, he was, uh, in a city where people picked on him. Um, basically, uh, the, the movie kind of starts off where he, Arthur Fleck is, um, a person that has a job where he's holding up a, like a for sale sign, you know, for some of these stores that, that, you know, they, they're, um, you know, instead of having like an advertisement bench, they use, you know, an individual to go out there and hold up a sign to, point customers in the direction to you know for their for their um sales and things like that well anyways arthur fleck had a job like that and it's not you know it's it's you know it is what it is it's like a kind of a small small side hustle i guess you want to call it i don't know whether it was his main job or not but anyways you know it's a typical thing to where you know you have teenagers that came by they 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 started like messing with him um and messing with his sign and stuff and then he there was a point where he ran after them um they caught him in the alley they started beating him down and stuff like that so that's how that's how it really kind of the movie kind of really opens up in the in the first scene of him getting like you know basically getting his butt kicked pretty much and and then um after that you know it just led to one from one one situation to another you know the, the the city that he was in which is gotham city at that time it looks like it was like a really rough city it looks like it was really like a city that you know basically had no hope and a lot of crime a lot of people that just you know do random stuff to you um not to say that it was happening to everybody but if you were as a person like arthur fleck that pretty much you know you had a clown outfit on and things like that you know they you was a target pretty much and so um he had a condition to where um i describe it as a as a disorder um i'm not gonna say it was a mental disorder but it was a, a disorder of some type meaning like you know how you have like tourette's uh, like a tourette syndrome syndrome where you know people um have random outbursts of say you know saying something like a curse word or or you know certain just certain things that they they may say offensive stuff um that was kind of what he had in a way and but i'm not going to describe it as as tourette's but he had an uncontrollable laugh um and and the laughing that that he the laughing disorder was something that he could not help he um would you know sometimes it, it it would trigger it if he was disturbed about something or maybe if somebody was like being mean to him or whatever and so yeah the, so the laughing disorder would come out and he would he would laugh un uncontrollably and a lot of people of course you know like anybody you know if you don't understand something people kind of either make fun of it or they they look at you strange and think something's wrong with you um he did have a card and said let people know hey you know i can't this is a disorder that i have um 
so yeah and then he had to take care he was one he took care of his mother so you know at this time in the movie you know he you know when he came home he took care of his mom um but then there was um a, a deeper situation on that situation where you know pretty much you know he found out that the the woman the woman that is his mother really was his adopted mother and um i don't think he really knew that um until he was an adult um he was also um you know these these family secrets you know they had they did have um people like uh um uh, what is it? Uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas Wayne. So instead of, uh, Bruce Wayne, it was Thomas Wayne, which was, um, Bruce Wayne's father. So Bruce Wayne's father was like, uh, uh, this mogul. He was like a, a rich person. He was like a, a person that had lots of money, lots of influence in the city. You know, everybody knew of him. Um, I guess what it's, what it seemed like was Thomas Wayne, um, had, had had a situation with his mother and i guess what it was was um he was he was born but he wasn't born to her so there was there was such a and in a way for me it was kind of confusing to follow the story at first but the bottom line was she was trying to uh gain gain favor or money from him and she she would write him letters like all the time and he would never return her letters and so Ever over time, because you know, uh, you know, uh, Arthur, which is you know, Arthur Fleck, he really loved his mom, and he was like, you know, why you keep yeah you know, going after him and so forth, and so forth and so on. Well, one day as he got you know got around to it, he he went and found um, Thomas Thomas Wayne's uh, house, and um, they had um, uh, Alfred at that time. You know, he he was the butler for Thomas Wayne, which eventually became the butler butler of Bruce. Wayne and um, he was there in the property well he saw Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne at this moment was uh, I don't know he had to be about maybe 10 or 11 or 12 I just thought it was interesting that they showed Bruce Wayne so young so much younger than Arthur Fleck and Arthur Fleck was you know Arthur Fleck at this moment in this time when they finally really met um, you know Arthur Fleck was more like I want to say he was in his he had to be in his maybe his early 30s um so anyways he um he saw him on the other side of the gate he couldn't reach him and stuff like that but he was trying to make him laugh and so forth and so on well you know he wanted to talk to thomas wayne and and uh uh, the the butler um, uh, um, Alfred he wouldn't he wouldn't let him in he wouldn't let him because the the, the place had a big giant gate it was like a huge you know mansion and uh, with a with a uh, lots of land around or uh, lots of uh, yeah lots of land basically pretty much around it anyways it was just a lot of those different types of events and come to find out that you know he couldn't get to Thomas Wayne. Um, he, he said that, you know, I'm his son and things like that. He was trying to say that he was his son. Well, the bottom line was it sounded as if that really wasn't his mother and come to find out that he actually was born from by another woman he, well, another woman had gave birth to him. And so it was kind of like this whole 
situation where his life was a lie and it really bothered him. And then on top of that, you know, you tie that in with a lot of different um, situations of him getting robbed or him losing his job. And then he was on the subway and there was a guy that was there was a group of three men there that was picking on another person. And then, you know, he decided that, oh, you know, why don't you stop messing with these people? They went to him and they started beating him up. And then that's when that's when, in my opinion, that's when things begin to change for him. He was always going from being picked on. And then when that situation on the subway happened, he ended up getting like a gun or pulling the gun from one of those the men that was attacking him and shot. Actually, actually shot all three of them, I believe. So he shot one and he had to run after another one and shoot the other one. It was just crazy. That scene was, it was pretty crazy on the subway. But I believe, too, that that gave him enough confidence to to be like you know i'm i'm tired of being ran over i'm tired of being taken advantage of i'm tired of 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 people just like you know stepping over me pretty much and it it, this is where the movie to me began to start the pace started to to speed up a little bit this movie had a kind of a slow pace in the beginning but it was okay for me because it was really showing you the found. It was giving you the foundation. It was giving you like the laid it all out for you. This is, this is how, this is where his, his journey starts. And this is how his world pretty much. And that's what I love about Joker because it really kind of told the story and it brought you into this man's world. It brought you into his situation and helped you to understand this is the, the events and the situations that occurred in his life to where either, you know, you, you either were able to handle it and not go off the rails or you just was like, I can't take it. And you just flipped out. So yeah so joker um overall it was a great it was a great movie I- i'll be honest with you it again i would say you know it was a heavy movie because it was about a man that was that was having just bad situations that continually happened to him until all of a sudden he snapped and all of a sudden he became this individual and and then plus he wanted to be a stand-up comedian and there was moments where you know people was making fun of him they they, they didn't love so he he he's he went through a lot of rejection he went through a lot of rejection a, a lot of closed doors on him you know what i'm saying and so it was a really heavy dark movie it was a type of movie that it was sad you know and so that's why i was i was saying i meant i mentioned this to someone else that asked me about the movie and i was just like you know um i wouldn't see it again <laughs> honestly and the reason why it's not because like i said it's not a, it's not a bad movie it's a great movie but because of the content being so heavy for me it was like okay you know once i saw that once i saw everything he went through once i saw the fact that what it made him do you know it was just kind of like you know okay i'm, I'm good you know that it, it just really showed me the poor you know it, it it wanted to in a way it did want to make you feel kind of bad for him but again like i mentioned before every decision based on whatever situation and circumstance that occurs to you you have to ultimately decide how that's going to affect you if it's going if you're going to allow it to affect you in a way where you retaliate and do things that are are, are considered wrong to do 
I did not agree with any of the decisions that that Arthur Fleck made when it came to violence. That to me, if you kill somebody, you're going you're going to go to jail. And the police were looking for him after a while about that situation on the subway. And so, you know, they were so every action that he had cause a reaction he reacted to everything that was done to him and so there was a point in the movie where it kind of got to the place where he you know all these different uh bad things that were occurring had basically had a a a, a, a somewhat of a height to it to the point where it, it didn't reach to the highest that it can ever get or the or i guess in 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 the sense of the movie the lowest that he can ever get um you know over time you know it was just like people lying to him uh, uh he's losing certain things uh him wanting to have a relationship with someone and he really didn't have a relationship he didn't know how to really come out of his shell and 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 really be a person of confidence to talk with somebody because there was a there was a scene or several scenes in there where um the character i forgot her who she played but the actor's name is zazie beats uh, she's really beautiful but the thing is, is that he he wanted the relationship with her, but he never went around or came out around to actually create a relationship or start to talk to her. Well, later on in the movie, you discover that 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 whole I guess the whole uh, interaction that he was having with her never really happened. It was all in his head. And so it was crazy. Um, so this movie really was a slow burn for me. It was, it was like really kind of like building up, building up, building up. Eventually you began to see how this man decides to go from regular individual being picked on, being talked about this and that. He, all of a sudden he became this individual that you know in the comic books we know of as as the joker now the movie in the movie i noticed that you know he 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 got to a place where he was able to get on a talk show before he got on this talk show and the and the 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 other thing i want to mention the talk show host was played by uh uh, Robert De Niro. So, um, I'm a, I'm a big Robert De Niro fan. I like Robert De Niro and he, and, and the role that he played, he played kind of like a, 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 a talk show host, kind of like a, um, like a Jay Leno, you know what I'm saying? Like a Jay Leno of the nighttime, nighttime talk show. So he played, he played that role. And so, um, yeah, it, it was, it was a really good, it, that's when the movie began to really, the pacing of the movie really got a, a good pace to it. And, um, you know, he got to a place where he was invited on the show to do his comedy sketch. And the whole thing was, was that, you know, Robert De Niro, he, he played, he, he pretty much, he, he played like a bad, not really a bad guy, but, a, uh, just like a, uh, 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 basically a butthole pretty much, you know what I'm saying? He, he pretty much like, he had his own agenda and he didn't want him, uh, he made fun of him in the beginning. And I guess it was something that kind of went, went viral and it's funny because um during this time the time period of this of this uh movie the way the time that it took place it seemed like it took place at a time where it was a lot of, not a lot of technology so i don't know and I, it's funny that that i mention it now but i don't know how this this had gotten gotten to the place where it was on the show but they made fun of him about him trying to be a comic and it was just like he was bombing really bad so bad to where 
the 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 uh, comic or the uh, host of the night show played by Robert De Niro. He, he was really just making fun of him. He just wanted him on the show just for for laughs and and you know just for ratings and his own ratings because a lot of people knew or saw the video that was circling around about Arthur Fret Fleck trying to be funny. Well. Anyway, it, that that became the height of the uh, the, the the most the, the turning point for him it, even because he prepared himself for that and eventually yeah he became uh, what we now know as Joker or the Joker and when he wanted to be introduced on stage that's what the point I was going to make was he wanted to be introduced on stage and um, they he asked well, what do you want to be called the producer of the show was like well, what do you want us to call you what do you want us to announce you at he says announce me as joker you know because you know um pretty much uh robert de niro you know he was really dogging him out you know before he met him didn't get a chance to ever meet him never talked to him so he doesn't know anything about him but he was just saying that oh yeah you know he's a clown and this and that well you know it's kind of like I guess for, for Arthur Fleck, it was kind of like at the point where if you're going to talk about me, if you're going to, to, to really go in on me and, and really dog me out and call me a, a clown, then I'm just going to be a clown. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be everything you want me to be. And so he, he began to change. He began to, uh, change in a very disturbing way. And so, um, not only did he have this, this, um, disorder that he was dealing with, but he, you know, he had problems with his boss. He he was fired, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just one thing after another. Um, he he had a pretty decent relationship with his with his uh, adopted mother, but once he once he found out she lied to him, I mean, it just like really damaged him um, emotionally and mentally. So it was just like one thing after another after another, and you know, ultimately, yeah, he 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 snapped, you know, he snapped, and. Um, and, and and then not only that, but during that time in Gotham, there was a movement. Um, I can't remember the name of the movement right now, but there was a, a movement to to really not really take over the city, but they were really like um, protesting um, against um, just against the, uh, uh, unfair um, the unfairness between say people that had the wealth and people that didn't people that had you know lots of wealth and pe- and other people that didn't have that much wealth at all they were just I mean they were just like at a place where you know we're, we're going to rebel against the the hierarchy of the, the the wealthy people they make all the rules and so forth and so on so yeah it became that and these people were, were and this is probably where Arthur Fleck really got the idea for deciding to just go all out and paint his face as a clown these people were wearing clown masks these people were doing heinous crimes they were robbing people they were mugging people on the uh, on the uh, subway um yeah so it was it was crazy it was crazy the movie like i said again the movie itself was a great movie um it's a heavy dark movie in my opinion and no there was no characters in it like like big time characters or enemies like you see in the batman comic books or the animated series or the live action series it wasn't nothing like that it stood alone also i want to address the issue of not only mental aware a mental illness this here movie really in my opinion really put mental illness in the forefront it really 
kind of like made you understand and feel for anyone that either had a disorder or a mental uh, mental illness situation. Because we in our country right now, we've had people that do mass shootings and come to find out that there was a mental illness uh, uh, part to the, a component to their their crime. And so. Um, this movie really kind of pushes this out there. It does not give the excuse as to why you're doing what you're doing. In my opinion, the movie itself never gave an excuse. It just told a story. It just showed you the events of, of, of what Arthur Fleck went through and how he became what we now know of as Joker. So very 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 good movie honestly like i said uh shout out to joaquin phoenix i know that he's gonna he's gonna do well this movie is gonna make so much money has been making so much money right now the box office uh came out it's 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 bound to still be making money for at least three weeks or four weeks now so it is a great movie to go see if you're not you know if you're okay with a heavy dark movie you know go see it go check it out i highly recommend it um again i i personally know that i would not recommend our seeing this movie more than once myself i think that the message was so clear it was so poignant it, it was it was so direct and in your face over time as he began to develop and and, and before you know it he started to change it was so there that you really didn't need to see it a second time if you were really paying attention and so yeah yeah joker was was good and uh and, and that's just one that's, that's on my highly recommended list and the next movie real quick that i got a chance to see was gemini man with will smith now this movie here i'll be honest with you it was a great um visual looking movie will smith plays himself also so he plays like there's two different individuals you have you will smith um as a it's kind of like a i'm not gonna say he was a hitman but he played as like an assassin or like a um kind of like a sniper assassin so they 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 would set him up with people that he had to go kill so he was very good at what he does the 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 premise of the whole entire movie was about a man who wanted to clone as uh you know like a thing a, a group of super soldiers or a series of super soldiers that were based on on his smith's um ability to be as good as he is and be able to shoot and individuals that's sitting down in a train that's going over a hundred plus miles an hour on a speed train, but is able to shoot this individual before it even entered into a tunnel of a mountain. It was crazy. That was one of the, the best beginning sequences that I saw. And the fact that, you know, it showed his his valuability among the people, you know, how well he was and how good he is as far as a marksman. Well, the bottom line was with Will Smith, you know, they had they did a, what you call a um, uh, artificial intelligent technology. Maybe I might be saying that wrong, but I compare it to like a video game. So the video games, you know, like your Xbox and your PS4 games, you know, the, the graphics and the the way that they can actually create a, a person like a like say for instance if you watch call of duty or if you watch any of these other ones they have um call it the call of duty has like you know see soldiers and the soldiers 
have the same physical attributes in their facial attributes, their eyes, their the way their their skin, their skin looks rough, maybe has hair on it, maybe the eyes has a little bit of a, a, a liquid, or you know, just your eyes look kind of glossy. So, yeah, that's how this was with this movie here. This movie here, I mean, the the younger version of Will Smith was a hundred percent CGI. So, um, as far as the story goes, the story, like I said, it was all right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a really, I don't know. It just really wasn't, really wasn't a clear, wasn't clear to me as to what they were trying to, what, the, what were they trying to talk about is tell this story. The best that I got out of it was the fact that this man went into what you call cloning technology and was able to clone an individual who, pretty much was like will smith he was a younger version of himself when he ran into himself that's when the action really took place when they were trying to shoot one another trying to hurt and kill one each other you know it that was originally that wasn't the the uh person uh will smith will smith plays person like henry and you know he he wasn't you know he was original so they were trying to this young this young version of himself was trying to was basically trying to destroy him, trying to get rid of him. Um, overall, I, I would say uh, I would have to honestly say I, I wouldn't give this a, a a super high score on it, but I will say that um, the action was very good. Um, the fight scenes were very very good. The visuals, in my opinion, were very good. They recommend seeing this on IMAX or like some kind of like Adobe Atmos sound, but also a uh, a, a, a studio or a film that you will watch it through, like say 4K. So when it comes out on video, you know, get get the 4K version. You know what I'm saying? So, but overall, I think that uh, Gemini Gemini Man was was all right. But unfortunately, I just think that. Uh, in the long run, Gemini Man is, is, is not, it, it's going to be one of those movies that, uh, high, probably high budget for all the technology that they had in it, but it, I don't think it's going to make his money back. I think it's, it's going to be, I hate to say it like this, but I think it's going to be, it's going to fail because of the fact that the way the storyline was weak. If the storyline was a little bit stronger, uh, some of the uh, other actors to me, they, they need to be, uh, more believable in their actions and stuff like that. Will Smith, you know, he definitely, like they say, he definitely proved that he's an actor. I know, I already knew that he was an actor. He, he was an actor behind what people have already said about this movie. It doesn't, yeah, I heard critics say that, oh, yeah, he's, he's really proven he's an actor. Of course he's an actor. Will Smith is, in my opinion, Will Smith is, is one of the, uh, one of the greatest actors that I've seen and one of my favorite, um, several favorite movies that I have from Will Smith. Um, I remember him from Wild Wild West days, you know, when he played Wild Wild West and then he played in, uh, Independence Day. Those were the two, in my opinion, those were the two breakout movies for him. But then, you know, Seven Pounds was, was excellent, excellent movie and also Pursuit of Happiness. So, I mean, honestly, Will Smith is beyond just a great actor. He is a great, he just, he is super great. He's just like, he's proven himself from those other movies. So kind of, you know, I kind of was kind of irritated when I heard that, that, that's, that, uh, the critics that I heard that said, oh yeah, you know, he's, he's really like, like, you know, he's a real actor. I'm like, 
dude you know he has always been a real actor in my opinion but anyway that's just me um you know will smith has come a long ways and 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 really you know i i really like some of his work so anyways that's about it at the movies i know we got the adams family that came out over the weekend i know that abominable was playing there's a two kid movies that are good so the adams family and um there are other movies that um i don't have the list in front of me but i'm sure that um again this is uh the month of halloween the month of um horror movies and stuff like that um so there is uh there is a ton of of movies or well not really a ton of movies but some pretty decent movies that are coming out um, in this month. And then also in video games, real quick, um, before I forget, Nintendo, they have the... Um the new joy cons uh do new different t- color joy cons let me let me detail that or explain that better it's not so much the new technology the technology is still the same you know you still get the hd rumble and all those but we're talking like the different colors so you know originally there was the all gray and maybe the red and the blue but now they have uh, like a blue a uh, different t- color blue which is a really nice looking color blue and a fluorescent yellow like a lemonade yellow um then they also have the one that that i i now have i have a purple and orange now a lot of people say uh oh, that you know it's like a, a really bad color but that color um to me reminds me more of like halloween so yeah it, it's it's um they're they're really good also the big game that's coming out this month is luigi's mansion the luigi's mansion 3 excuse me luigi's mansion 3 that's going to come out for the nintendo switch excellent excellent game i think that it's going to be a really good game it's going to sell a lot so i'm really anticipating luigi's mansion 3 for the nintendo switch so anyway i know that this is a super long episode i apologize in advance so hopefully you listen to all the way to the end and uh again um thank you for everything that you know everything um you follow me on all the social medias on facebook uh, 46 on um instagram um at black nerd for you and also black nerd at on twitter also um i'm on all your um podcast catchers i'm on um the google podcast i'm also on uh spotify i'm on on um I'm on Breaker, Stitcher, Podbean. I'm on Overcast, uh, Cast, Castbox. Even I think there's like a app called Castbox. I found out I'm on there. My podcast is on there. If you wanna, if you have that, um, like I said, I'm on Spotify and I'm on Apple Music, which is used to be uh, iTunes. So I'm on Apple Music as well. Uh, let's see and uh, also on anchor so if you haven't tried anchor be the person that try anchor and create your own podcast but i'm also on anchor too and i will leave a link on my facebook or my instagram um uh, instagram uh, uh sites and that way you can actually click on the link and actually listen to a um and listen to an episode for free always for free please sub, sub subscribe and share as much as you can i greatly appreciate it i also do bible cast so those of you that are really looking for spiritual um encouragement and also we get into bible studies we get into devotions things like that please 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 check it out it's really good very very inspirational we get a lot out of the devotions and stuff and so yeah 
until next time, hey, you guys be blessed. I'm really happy that you tuned in and really happy that you, that you guys are following me. So again, until next time, have a wonderful week. God bless. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? This is your guy, Larry, and you just tuned in to Black Nurse Podcast, where I talk about movies, tech news, tech news, and also video games. So how you guys doing today? Hopefully you're having a wonderful day or hopefully you're having a wonderful week. So guess what? So, so far this week, um, there's some news that I gathered together for this week for you to listen to. Um, so Uber, so the, the company rideshare service, um, has been doing quite a few things actually, you know, of course, other than rideshare, they do the jump bikes as well. In some of your cities, you may notice the red bikes that are appearing, um, in your cities now, um, they're called jump bikes. They're, um, part of uber as well as the um the scooters but they are also and have been working on what they call uber elevate which is a helicopter service yes they are now looking into um like a rideshare helicopter service now even though it sounds kind of ridiculous in a way it's actually pretty good. So um, I'll explain a little bit um, in the in an art- article that I read and um, and, you know, see what you think about it. So um, they're going to be doing that as well as they also are are in the midst of acquiring um, a startup called I believe it was called Cornerstone or Corner Store <laughs> might be Corner Store. But anyways, it's a grocery delivery service. And so Uber was thinking about um, actually getting into the grocery delivery business. Um, they are already doing uh, Uber Eats. So, um, yeah, so they're talking about doing that. So. Um, I'm reading off an article on that. Also, the BBC. So if you're familiar with the BBC, it's actually a channel, uh, more of a British channel, um, you know, from Europe. Um, Pretty well known, actually, here in the United States. And a lot of people actually watch the BBC. Lots of great shows on there and stuff for people that that really follow um, a lot of British television. Well, guess what? They have a streaming service and it's called iPlayer. And so they are they will be. reinventing the iPlayer streaming service. So it sounds like it's going to have like a lot more features and bringing in a lot of British television to the um, iPlayer service. So you're probably going to get a brand new experience in that. So not sure how many people um, or customers are really uh, locked into iPlayer, but that was just something that I saw um, on the article and I decided I wanted to share that. And as well, um, the, I also do a spoiler review on the on Joker, the movie. Um, got a chance to see that. I know some of you might have heard one one of my episodes where I did a non-spoiler, where this is my considered my spoiler review, review. And then I also talk about a second movie that I got a chance to see, which was Gemini Man, so was starring Will Smith. So I do talk about those two movies in this episode. So sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of. Black Nurse Podcast.